0: I'm Cy Musiker.
1: I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores. And, and this, this is, is Curtain, Curtain Call. Call. We're back in the studio with our take on the best in theater, art, and music from Reno to Davis. And this month the highlights include a pair
0: of art exhibits, a red carpet movie premiere for a Grass Valley native, and two awesome music festivals.
1: Let's start with one of America's great young fiddlers.
0: Jeremy Kittle with his band Kittle & Company from a 2018 album. And Kittle is a former member of the Turtle Island Quartet. That's an amazingly good jazz string band. And he's a U.S. National Scottish Fiddle Champion. And he's collaborated with Aoife O'Donovan, Yo-Yo Ma, Bela Fleck, and Abigail Washburn. That gives you an idea of his range.
1: Company is an all-strings affair with Jeremy on violin and band members on mandolin, guitar, bass, and hammer dulcimer. They're at the Center for the Arts October 13th.
0: And we were going to talk about Graham Nash at
1: the Center for the Arts on October 8th. But darn it, the show is sold out. Lucky you if you got tickets. Yeah, I think you wanted to go, Holly. Yeah, I snoozed. (laughs) (laughs) And you can't say there's nothing to do in Nevada County as Paul Emery kicks off his live series at the Nevada Theater with Sands Hall, the theater director and singer, and Doc Dautler on guitar on October 13th with a dozen other concerts to follow.
0: Yeah, Paul has been producing shows at the Nevada Theater for 50 years, and we will try to sit down with him for Curtain Call next month. Let's head now to Sacramento for the show... Black Artists on Art. It's a new exhibit
2: with a 50 year history. I kind of want to highlight one of the things that we did. Can you hear me if I'm walking this way? Okay.
1: Unity Lewis is our guide to this show at the Crocker Museum, featuring work by Romera Bearden, Elizabeth Catlett, Jacob Lawrence, and others. Artists mostly ignored in the mid-20th century by the white art world.
0: And Lewis explains how his grandmother, Samella Lewis, collected these prints and paintings for a series of groundbreaking books, one she both wrote and published herself as a way to present her fellow
2: black artists to a wider audience. She also published prints from these artists, note cards for these artists, and all kinds of media to publicize these artists and also make it affordable for people all over the nation to have a piece of their work. There's a quote from her where she says, creating books is a way to get people who don't have access to museums, or it's a place for people in Nickerson Gardens and Watts, Willowbrook Projects, all these people to have a museum in their hand.
0: Well, I can imagine a lot of uh, little kids leafing through that book and discovering that there was a world of artists who looked like them, little black kids, and saying,
2: well, maybe I could be an artist. That was me when I was a kid, and that's what inspired me to do this. And also other uh, black artists that I've met along my journey who have come to me and said, when I was in university, this was the only representation of myself that I could find in the university's library. So this became my Bible this black artist on art book and I learn I know everything about these artists.
1: Unity has remounted Samela's collection at the Crocker.
2: So this piece right here this Madonna this is by Elizabeth Catlett and it's a mother with a daughter and a son and she's cradling them in her arms. Exactly. Uh, The special thing about Elizabeth Catlett she was all about portraying black people and black women in particular as strong and the mothers of civilization, really. And uh, she was like a great friend of my grandmother and also one of her mentors and and, uh, teachers. I
1: was looking at this particular print and I was looking at your grandmother's, I was thinking she influenced her, but possibly it's the other way around? It's both.
2: The connection between the two is they both work in prints make prints and get it out to the public fast. Then in the 60s in the black arts movement they were spreading a message. They weren't just doing art for art's sake, they were doing art with a message behind it. In one of the first uh, chapters of Black Artists on Art, my grandmother states that we're here to make art affordable and accessible to the community and to the people.
0: Now you've had a lot to do with this uh, exhibit too. You've updated it. So take us to one of the pieces that you love the most that you've
2: brought to the series? Like I love all of these, all of these that I've presented from the entrance all the way through here, but I kind of want to highlight my friend Haru One. And Haru is like uh, the sun god of Kemet. So there's all these like deep teachings that he's putting in these pieces uh, as far as the mathematics behind the pyramids and-
0: yeah, These are these brightly colored uh, inks on paper and there's a pyramid in one and, and graffiti art above the pyramid.
2: Yeah. Right and i'm into some of these younger artists like we have johnny may she's our younger art- youngest artist in the show she's 16 years old and, and this is 2022 brand new so now at the same time we have people like johnny may in the show we go down the line and we have people like shona mcdaniels in the exhibition and shona mcdaniels is a sacramento legend and has preserved so much culture she's created a hub for us in sacramento and she has beautiful work here describe it for us well, we're looking at an African sister. She looks like she's from the motherland or from the continent somewhere. And then she has a 3D element. She has the sand dollars in her hair with 3D jewelry and crystals. And, yeah. So what do you think
0: your grandmother would say about this show and about the need for this kind of show today, as opposed to when she started her work uh, 50 years ago?
2: Luckily, I've been able, I was able to talk to her about it before she passed. And yeah, we, she died just last May. Yes, yeah, she died in May. This is the only Black artist on Art exhibition that we've done since her passing. We did eight while she was still with us. What she said was, she said that he knows that there's still a need for this, and he's taking action to do it. The fact is, there's a lot of artists that uh, we would not know about if it wasn't for her and the work that she did to let the world know that Black art exists.
0: Unity Lewis talking about the show, Black Artists on Art at the Crocker Museum, and the exhibit continues through October 23rd.
1: And we were very busy. Just a few miles away in West Sacramento, you can actually step inside the art on display.
0: This is Immersive Van Gogh, a kind of psychedelicized art show staged in a vast warehouse. There's a life-size version of Vincent Van Gogh's room in Arles, which he painted many times, plus a video that surrounds audiences with animations of Van Gogh's paintings.
1: Cy and I sat in this huge room as the stars whirled in the famous Starry Nights, and sunflowers, irises, and tree roots danced on the walls, all to celebrate the Dutch artist famous for slicing off part of an ear and mailing it to his girlfriend.
0: Van Gogh is a rock star of the art world. John Sawler is executive producer for Van Gogh, the immersive experience.
3: He's a brand name, but also somebody that we relate to in a in a personal way. I mean, he he really is that consummate. Um, struggling, starving artist trying to find his way. I think we all relate to that story with the ups and downs of our own lives.
2: And so that part of the story, his personal biography is really fascinating for people. But in addition, his work is so magnificent, so out of the box, but at the same time, so accessible.
1: He really was in a world of his own.
0: I have to say, Holly, it was a lot of fun to visit Immersive Van Gogh. There's a virtual reality tour and goggles in which you drift across wheat fields and then down into a small town. And this is all based on Van Gogh's own images. And the other visitors we saw there on a weekday afternoon were having a terrific time.
1: There was a mini gallery of reproductions of Van Gogh paintings and an opportunity to learn about the artist before the immersion, which certainly takes some artistic license with the pieces, Mm. and was a bit trippy with images and pieces of images floating off the walls. The VR was fun, though, and worth the drive.
0: Yeah, but I also think immersive Van Gogh really doesn't trust us to appreciate Van Gogh on his own terms. I mean, the reproductions that are just... The canvases on the walls are just dreadful. The, the Black Artist exhibit is small, but it has a lot of smarts and heart. And I thought the Van Gogh show is more show business.
1: Immersive Van Gogh is at 31 15th Street in West Sacramento, at least through the end of the year. And you can catch basically the same Immersive Van Gogh show in Reno at the Reno Convention Center through the end of October. Meanwhile, up here in Grass Valley, the annual Open
0: Studios Tour kicks off this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, October 8th and 9th. And then Open Studios continues next weekend on the 15th and 16th from 10 to 5 p.m.
1: It's a chance to see artists at work in their studios and by direct. Plus, the Center for the Arts in Grass Valley is mounting a nice sampling of the artists on the Open Studios Tours in its gallery through October 22nd. Check out maps and information on all the Open Studios at the Center's website.
0: How about some more music?
1: band Kaltucky playing the song Black Bart at the KVMR booth at the Bluegrass Festival at the fairgrounds last June. And you can hear what a great tight band they are.
0: Just some very fine banjo picking. These mostly long-haired, flannel-shirted guys are so local, they're not on Spotify. They do have some good YouTube videos. Uh, But Cal Tucky plays the Crazy Horse Saloon October 14th, so see them live. Music worth staying out late for.
1: Now some music with the motto, when freedom is outlawed, only outlaws are free.
3: looking back at loved ones left behind My life has been a wonder and I found my place in time But I don't go to funerals and I won't be mine. I'll be somewhere singing songs with all those friends of mine Life is great but I can't wait to make our memories rhyme 've gone before me will save my place in life I don't go to funerals I won't be in
0: life. that's Willie Nelson off a new album showing him walking off into the sunset on the cover but he's still performing at 89 years old despite emphysema from years of cigarettes and pot and he's still one of America's best singer songwriters, and performers.
1: I've seen him a number of times. Yeah. He's headlining in a surprisingly diverse group of bands at the Outlaw Music Festival. The show also features the Abbott Brothers, Larkin and Poe, a terrific country female duo, and the very soulful Black Pumas out of Austin.
4: I woke up to the morning sky first Baby blue just like baby. When I get up off this ground, I shake leaves back down To the brown, 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 till I'm clean
0: Black Pumas is guitarist and producer Adrian Caseda, and vocalist Eric Burton, sounding a little like vintage Al Green. And I'm not sure how
1: the Black Pumas fit the Outlaw theme, but damn, they just sound really good. The Outlaw Music Festival stops in at the Shoreline Amphitheater in Mountain View on October 14th and the Toyota Amphitheater in Wheatland October 15th.
0: Sean Michael Byer is a Grass Valley native.
1: A Nevada Union graduate,
0: class of 81. And Sean spent a lot of time at the Del Oro Movie Theater growing up, and now he'll be walking the red carpet. I think he's going to roll it out himself, though, at the Del Oro in a few days for the opening of his new feature film based on a web series he helped create a decade ago. And the series and the new movie is called Poor Paul.
2: I had a couple of uh, writer friends that pitched the idea for Poor Paul, a quirky college student who... Anytime he's stressed or something goes on, he lives in a hero fantasy.
1: We talked to Sean and his star Adam Carbone via Zoom a few days ago. In the new movie, Paul inherits five hundred thousand frequent flyer flyer miles, miles. (laughs) (laughs) and now
2: (laughs) the sum of eighteen and a half million dollars will be dispersed to Paul.
1: Sweet! we am going on a trip around the world. Uh, You've got
2: an extra ticket with my boys.
0: John explains that complications ensue when Paul finds himself held hostage in Italy by a father determined that Paul should marry his daughter. I thought it looked like a mashup of Mamma Mia and Misery. Plus,
1: (laughs) Can I quote you, on that that is the
0: best? Plus there's a little Lawrence of Arabia and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Would that be right? You, You have nailed it.
1: We haven't seen the film except for a few clips, but it looks like a great deal of fun and it should be a very special evening watching the film with the director in his hometown movie palace.
2: You know, I'm lucky enough that my films have been in festivals and, and so forth and screened all over the world, but bringing it to your hometown is, is pretty cool. I don't like it. Not to mention the day before this premiere, we're celebrating my mother's 80th birthday down in um, Penn Valley. I'm excited to be back.
1: Poor Paul screens at the Del Oro Theater in downtown Grass Valley on October 16th at 6 o'clock. Tickets are available not at the Del Oro, but at Poor Paul website.
0: Yeah, and now for theater of the live onstage kind.
1: It is a truth universally acknowledged that a single man in possession
0: of a good fortune must be a wonderful wife. A truth evident in every stretch of Britain, not excluding Longbourn. Where my family resides. A very familiar line, if you know you're Jane Austen. And the Center for the Arts is hosting the Aquila Theater. It's a troupe out of New York City doing something fresh, I certainly hope, with Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen.
1: This is the first theater production for adults at the center since they renovated the place, and it should look and sound great. Aquila Theater's Jane Austen is October 19th and 20th at the Center for the Arts.
0: And I'm just as excited about a stage reading of The Marriage of Betty and Boo. This is a Christopher Durang play that the Times once described as a carousel of horrors masquerading as a bubbly comedy.
1: Just what we need these days.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Durang can be very funny, though. And Sierra Stages does a reading of The Marriage of Betty and Boo at the Miner's Foundry on October 19th.
1: Lots of theater in Nevada County this month. The Upstart Theater is performing Fuddy Mirrors, the story of an amnesiac Claire who wakes up each morning as a blank slate.
0: Yeah, Upstart is an actor and artist cooperative, and the company is reincarnating from a long COVID-induced coma. The Upstart Theater's version of Fuddy Mirrors runs at the Nevada Theater through tomorrow night, Saturday, October 8th, and I'm going to that.
1: And Off Broad Street is doing It Had to Be You from 1981, a sweet romantic comedy starring Micah Cohn. He was incredible in Sweeney Todd a few months ago. And his real-life bride, Tina Marie Kelly, is co-starring in this rom-com play in which a failed actress finds the man of her dreams. He just doesn't know it yet.
0: It Had to Be You plays weekends through October 14th at Off Broad Street in Nevada City. And
1: I'm going to that.
0: Enough talking. Here's my favorite mariachi band.
4: En el matador nací en barracas Si de matar mis palabras matan. No hace mucho tiempo que cayó el león Santillán Y ahora sé que en cualquier momento me las van a dar ¡Mamagador!
0: That's Flor de Toloache. It's an all-woman mariachi band out of New York, and the music is a bit poppier than when last I saw them. Uh, But they are dazzling musicians, and they sing beautiful harmony, and they bring a much-needed feminist touch to the sometimes macho mariachi tradition. Flor de Toloache plays the Sofia in Sacramento on October 18th. That's the opera Yenufa by Janacek, one of the terrific archival recordings streaming for free this fall at the website of the San Francisco Opera.
1: And I know a trip to San Francisco is a stretch for nearly all of our listeners, but the company is celebrating their 100th year by streaming a bounty of free stuff like the Yanúfa* on their website under the title Streaming the First Century.
0: Plus, you can buy a ticket to stream at home a live performance of Poulenc's gorgeous Dialogues of the Carmelites. Picture nuns singing on the way to the guillotine. Uh, It's not cheerful, I'm sorry. Uh, That'll be uh, live-streamed on October 21st.
1: And. By the way, like a garden, KVMR nourishes our community. If you value the homegrown local flavor KVMR
0: adds to your life, we're asking you to contribute what you can today.
1: We don't ask all the time. It's our first membership drive in five months. But when we ask, it's because we need your help.
0: I'm holding my hand over my heart here. (laughs) KVMR is the not-so-secret special sauce to your workshop, your office, your car ride, your shower. Wherever you need some local flavor, pour some KVMR on and rub it in.
1: (laughs) We're here because you turn us on. The phones aren't live now, but go online to our secure site at kvMR.org to pledge. Yeah, one of the amazing things for me
0: living in Grass Valley, besides KVMR, is the abundance of live music just up the street.
3: When it blew up the-
1: music from railroad earth and they're the host band this year at the hangtown music festival
0: which means they play three nights during the four-day festival
1: they play three out of the four nights and you know they have their hardcore fans they call themselves hobos and They bring their own special flavor to the event.
0: That's Hangtown producer Rebecca Sparks. And Hangtown is making a big move this year, exchanging its home base in Placerville, which was a cramped, muddy mess last fall, for Grass Valley.
1: And the Nevada County. Fairgrounds, as you know, is just so beautiful and so spacious. Hangtown always features a lot of bluegrass and Americana. Yonder Mountain String Band plays the festival this year. The wonderful A.J. Lee and Blue Summit and the very funky Carl Denson with his band Tiny Universe. The brothers Comatose. So there's comatose, fresh from hardly strictly bluegrass, plus local favorites, Achilles Wheel and Kyle Ledson. And it's great that Hangtown can stay in the foothills. People like to get out of the urban environment. And if you're going to ditch your car for a weekend and, and camp out and hang out with friends and just kind of cast your daily life aside for four days, there's no better place to do it than in the Sierra and the foothills.
0: Yeah, Sparks' favorite band this year, Molly Tuttle and Golden Highway.
4: I remember when I first drove with my dad up to Grass Valley Four hours north of San Francisco, just outside Nevada City The road winding through those dry brown hills of gold country I was
1: ten years old and happy, out of school a week early how can you not love Molly Tuttle when she sings so beautifully about Grass Valley?
4: People play underneath the pines heard the music floating from the stage Pitched our tent and walked around My heart opened to the sound I didn't know it then But my life turned to page Standing around jamming To the sound of Little A
0: Sparks Production Company is retiring the Hangtown moniker for future festivals because it won't be in Hangtown. That's Placerville's nickname and maybe also because some people find the nickname offensive and racist. Uh, but a new incarnation with a new name is in the works. Oh, by the way, the Hangtown Music Festival is October 20th through the 23rd at the
1: Nevada County Fairgrounds. Hey, let's hear a little bit more from Molly Tuttle.
4: That like nothing I had ever heard or seen It jam brass for the hippies Old stuff from the fifties Just about nothing in between I stood and tried to play long, But I only knew a couple songs While older kids sat in with the band I watched an and beat from afar Head bowed down over my guitar praying to catch That magic in my hands Standing round jamming To the sounds of little Annie Baptized in the campground books just like i did the first time that i came to grass valley standing round jamming to the sounds of the latin doctors in
0: your out of time grass and i really valley. wanted to talk about jazz pianist con hon at the mazavi center october 20th through the 22nd
1: And I have to squeeze in the Disco Inferno Halloween Ball put on by Lorraine Gervais and Cassidy Joy under the moniker The Velvet Foxes. These fine ladies put on a lively show in 2020, and it was such a blast. Dress up and dance the night away October 29th at the Miner's Foundry. And tune in next month on the first Friday of November for ways to dance off the Thanksgiving stuffing. And if you miss us, just download our podcast at kvmr.org.
0: I'm Cy Musiker.
1: I'm Holly Grimaldi-Flores. And And this this is is Curtain Curtain Call, Call,
0: coming coming to to you you from KVMR-FM, Nevada Nevada City. City.